Welcome back to Showing Up Messy. This is the podcast about the messy parts of the creative process and showing up before we feel ready. This week, I am talking with Alex Vanderhoek for the second time. This is an episode we recorded in January, but it's his second week of doing The Artist's Way, book by Julia Cameron, and we both check in about our creative journeys up until that point and our... Um, where we were at in that in particular moment. I was in an existential crisis about doing stand-up and he was about to plan a huge birthday show that he basically produced an entire concert and it's crazy. You'll just hear about it in the episode. Um, and also in the episode, I mentioned my life coach, Rebecca Nanfria, who I am going to be talking with next week on the podcast. So just buckle up, get ready for that. Uh, you'll hear all about it in the episode. So I don't want to, I don't want to tell you too much, but thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoy showing up messy. We're here with our second episode and we're talking every week. We're talking, we're talking, we're talking every every week. week. We are discussing (laughs) things. We are discussing the peaks and valleys of the artistic journey. Um, Yes. In both of our lives. In both of our lives. And and you, Alex, happens to be going through the artist way right now. Yes. Which is so exciting. And it's, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. But what I also, want to share with you is that I think I have to put the artist way on pause for this yeah. week because it chapter what I've learned from chapter one and chapter two have just taken off and I am so excited to talk to you today I uh Katie and I are always very careful not to blow our loads when we like are setting we don't this up because, <laughs> because we just I will just spill I will just spill everything and talk about it I've got my birthday coming up tomorrow and then apparently you have a uh, have had a bunch of light bulbs going off today so I can't wait yes. to delve into them do you want to go first or do you want me to go first or oh geez um oh, geez. I don't mind oh geez here oh, we geez. go um I'm happy to go first okay go ahead if you want yeah, to but no, yours is more exci- I feel like yours is more exciting no, well let's start with yours and then we'll and then we'll get to mine okay great oh my goodness so my day started it is such a weird way I've, I've been just feeling like I've been in such a funk this whole week mm. and I was a hundred percent like sure that I was going to quit stand up this week. I like wow. actually made this decision and felt so good about it. Like I was just like, oh, obviously, like you hate it. You hate doing shows. You hate I don't like I should say that like I do enjoy it at some points. When you when you came to see me that one time, I had a really fun show. Like I yeah. enjoy well, doing stand up. Amazing audience. You seriously one. are an amazing. Yeah, if yeah. I could just do stand up for you, honestly, I would never quit. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. If I could, if I could afford to pay you to just do stand up for me for a lifetime, honestly, then I would do it. that would be amazing. You have no idea. It's so free. So good. Anyway, so so um, what what led you to this decision that you don't enjoy stand up? Well, just like actually listening to myself because I always have this this like weird taste in my mouth about it. Like I, I like get, I don't enjoy, um, 
I guess like the feeling that it brings out in me of like, I think I tend to get perfectionist about it where I yeah. think about instead of going on stage and being like, what do I want to say? I inevitably ask like, what do people want to hear? And mm. I think that immediate feedback, feedback mechanism, um, also I'm sick, which <laughs> that's why I sound so sexy right now. Yeah. Um, which we both decided. Yes, we both <laughs> decided that for sure. This should be our default voices, yeah. but I can never replicate it. We'll see later if I, I like how it sounds. I know. In- <laughs> Don't we all wish we could just replicate our sick, sexy voice? It's if that my life that would be much so much better. I know. I don't think so yeah so so you you don't like that you choose your material based on what the audience want to wants to hear instead of you want what you want to say it's like such a nuanced thing but yes Mm -hmm. absolutely like like that that kind of like I will inevitably just feel like a piece of shit like I when I go back and like listen to a set or even just think about a set in my mind. I only think about the points that did not work instead of the things that did work. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think, oh my gosh, they loved when I did this. I'm always just like, well, that didn't work because obviously I don't come off the right way. Whatever. It's a it's a tool that I use to beat myself up. And mm-hmm. I keep telling myself that I can make stand up what I want it to be. Yeah. And it just is never that. Um is never what? It's never what it's you never want it to be. What I want it to be. It's never and and no, which, sometimes which, sometimes which, it is. Which Which looks like what? What does it look which, like when it when it is what you want it to be? What does that look like? Uh it looks like me feeling in the moment mm-hmm. on stage mm-hmm. and just talking about what I actually find funny in that moment Mm. and like yeah it just feels that sense of flow is really hard for me to find and I'm or it Mm -hmm. it like it's just so elusive and I feel like okay maybe I just need a break from this or that's what I was feeling I was just like you know like taking a break from stand-up doesn't mean I can never go back to it. Right. Um, right. And, but I had a huge breakthrough. So that's, that's like preface where I was coming into okay, okay. this. And I, what's so funny is I decided this probably on Wednesday when I was talking to one of my friends and I was like, he was like, you know, you always say you hate stand-up. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I do. I talk about this all the time. Like I should just stop doing it if I don't like it you know like that's a no like why don't I just listen to myself um but then of course after making this mental decision I had a really fun show on Sunday night and I just came back from a show tonight too and I feel I felt good about it like it was a fun experience Mm -hmm. and yeah but today okay so today I had this revelation um that I like have stopped going after what my actual goal is like because the only reason the only reason I even do this much stand up is because I want to be on SNL Mm. and that is a goal that I have just completely abandoned in any in all realms of my life like I've been hiding behind so many things to avoid speaking that goal aloud like it was such a it was in the forefront of my mind when I moved to New York like two years ago Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then yeah I just it was 
this is such this was such an aha moment for me because of all of the talking that I do about this stuff. You know, like the process. I'm always. Yeah, like I'm always talking about like, oh, yeah, I got to find out where I'm blocked and like what resistance I have over blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to say like, oh, I regret how I spent my time over the past year. But it's just so funny to me to be like, wait a second. That is a huge thing that I want and the whole reason that I started doing stand up in the first place and mm-hmm. like why and and it's also like you know stand up's not the only way to get to SNL either right um yeah but it's so like I kind of ways. yeah oh my god yes and I totally like dropped a lot of the other balls including the ball where I like actually speak aloud that that's a thing that I want you mm-hmm. know like I mm-hmm. was kind of not even admitting to myself that I wanted that kind of I probably for fear of it being too big of a goal yeah oh I totally know that I know that fear so much yeah like a fear of like disappointing myself of not if I failure I mean it's don't get it yeah you like to say we all enjoy saying things that are achievable you know you it's it's hard to be seen as someone because you want to be seen as a realist right or it's there's like some sort of value in our society of people who are like realistic you know like I've always struggled with like I've always wanted to be a pop star you know like I've always wanted to be a pop star but you can't tell people when people ask like oh what do you want to do with your life like you cannot say (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, I want to be a pop star, you know, dude. Like, but you can. You're saying it right now. No, I know you. You totally can. But there's so good. There's that fear of like, well, what if I don't get it? You know. Yeah. And then I look like this kind of has been wannabe, you know, whatever. Um, I'm articulating my fear now, but it's just what I'm relating to. Yeah. In no, what that's you're saying. yeah. Yeah. I feel the same thing and it totally is that fear of like how am I going to be perceived mm-hmm. or like yeah like is that and almost like if I don't get it or if I don't right do that like are people going to feel bad for me or feel like I'm a failure or like you know I don't know. Yeah, and it's, well, what that, what that went you know when I hear when I hear you say it and it, of course when it's someone else you know I'm technically dealing with the same problem. I have that same fear, you know? Um, but when I hear it from you, it's like, well, what if it, what if it took, you know, there's so many people, I know so many people who want to be on SNL and so many people who want to make it there and they don't necessarily make it there, but they make this amazing web series or they end up on a Nickelodeon show or they end up, um, they end up, you know, with a, I'm sure that, you know, the actresses on Broad City at one point probably wanted to be on uh, SNL as well. I don't know their story, so I'm making that up. But would, if, you know, if I was talking to them at this, if they, when they were at this point that you're at right now, and they're talking about, well, I want to be on SNL, but I don't, you know, what if I don't make it? It's like, no, 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 keep going. Like, Maybe SNL is not the final thing, but just in the strive for SNL, you're going to find what your treasure is. And maybe it's not even, you know what I mean? Does that make any sense? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's so true. 
And like that reminds me of the alchemist in in some sense where he's like, you know, he's love the alchemist, love the alchemist traveling to the desert. He thinks his treasure is there, you know, and he's going for that treasure. He's going for that treasure. And then he gets beat up by the Arabs and like, you know, he's at his low point. And then he has some sort of vision, realizes his treasure was at home all along or underneath this tree all along. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like maybe totally. it's maybe it's something like that. Like you think SNL is your treasure. You've always had this dream of SNL being your treasure. And maybe it is your treasure, you know? Um Right, right. But it's also like that's so true. And Yeah, it's about that it's about the journey. It's about the treasure of the quest. And what you learn and who you meet along the way. Like just you moving to New York. Like think of, you know, you you saying that right there of moving to New York because you thinking that uh, you had SNL, you know, as a dream. Think of all the opportunities and all the people and all everyone who you've met so far who you wouldn't have met if you had never had that dream. Totally. A hundred percent. And you're so right. And it has been like... Yeah, I think about my life now and it is it's so easy to be like, oh, yeah, well, all this stuff was easy, but it wasn't it wasn't would not have been possible without having that as like my kind of true north, you know, like that's my guiding point. But I think what I've been missing lately and because so what was funny is like this all came about when I was talking to my life coach. I talked to her today Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I've been working with her for like three months and today was the first time she realized she was like, wait, Katie, this is what you want. And I was like, oh, yeah, duh. Like it was sort of like a goal that I knew that I had, but like it was so buried and deep within me that she didn't even really know about it. I've been like kind of talking, kind of like waffling around like, you know, I'm kind of in this exploratory phase, which I have been in. And it's been nice, right? you know, to like explore and whatever. But I mean, it has, like I say, whatever, but I feel like I've gotten in touch with like, yeah, more of like my own voice and my own like likes and dislikes and, you know, and, and also like other creative things yeah. that I'm into. So, so who, by the way, who, who is this life coach? How did you find her? What, how does one get into life coaching? I'm, because I, I have a, I have another friend who's becoming a life coach and I'm like, that's. I, I don't know how you start that journey, you know, like, I don't know what that looks like. Or like, and like, how did you find this person? Like, is there a life coach company somewhere or like, yeah. Who is she? These are all really great questions. Um, so my answer might not be as comprehensive. We okay. should, when we release this episode, we should link to some resources, you oh, know, perfect. but yeah. for me, oh, well, I just such a great sponsor point. Like this we, is, we're going to get we sponsored. Let's put a sponsorship right here in the middle. Like, I love that this was completely unplanned. This is not a paid partnership, but it totally could be. <laughs> yeah, it totally will be. And we will insert the ad for it right now. We're going to take a break when we do our ad for our new sponsor. Amazing. Okay. So, Lifecoaches.com. Yeah, yeah, so, so give it to me. What is I this? found mine. I found my life coach because she was my roommate's life coach. Mm. And I had seen my roommate work with her for and my roommate is wonderful. Her name's Jennifer, and she's just great. She's... Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. I'm Shout sure out to she's Jennifer listening. Dollar. Or I hope she's she, listening. She's great. She's so good at podcasts. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so I you, found, you found so her let me Jennifer. Just, 
yeah, Jennifer was working with this woman and um, yeah, and just really. And so and she does these like free trials of, you know, like a 90 minute coaching session and you can just it it basically is like a trial to see if you like it. And I really okay. did like it. Like she the way that she works really resonated with me. It's like she awesome. kind of described it as being similar but different to therapy because I, I was, was kind of at this say, point yeah, in my life kind of like therapy it sounds kind of like therapy it kind of is and the distinction that she makes is because I was also at this point where I was like maybe I should get a therapist like I don't really have one that I'm working with frequently right. but I wanted someone to sort of help me take me into action and into mm. the next mm-hmm. stage and that's exactly what she does she's like so therapy looks at what is going on in your life and goes like, okay, why are you like this? Like, let's look back and see like what makes you like this. And life coaching looks at what's going on in your life and says like, okay, what can we do to take you where we want you to go? So it's more like present and future focused rather than like present and past. And it's very, I love this. I love this. This, because it sounds exactly what I need. And when you say it like therapy, it makes me like, because I, you know, I love therapy. I'm a huge fan of therapy. I think everyone should mm. be in therapy. Um, but when you say it like that, it's like, oh, you know, I've always viewed life coaching as something that rich people do. Or like, you know, people who have lots of money do. But when you, yeah. but, and I think of therapy as like, no, that's like a psychological need that we all have to, you know, we all need to deal with these issues. But then when you say it like that, it's like, no, 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 we all should, we all should have a life coach, you know, like that should be, I don't know, that, that's so great. Totally. Yeah, that's, that's how I've been feeling about it, is that it's like, it is, like, that's kind of how I justified the cost to myself. It's like, right now, I'm the CEO of my life, and I need an advisor, you know, like, I need somebody to tell me that what I'm doing is right or it's bullshit. You know, like I want someone who's in my corner, an objective third party to like really have my back and Mm -hmm. also my best interest at heart. And, um, well, and also like, it sounds like a, a second pair of eyes to be like, Katie, this is what you want. Like you talk about this all the time. Like someone to be objective and be like, you know, I, we meet every week and the conversation always comes back to this. Right. A hundred percent. Yes. She's like, she's good at recognizing my patterns and she's like, it, it did take me a while. Cause I'm somebody who, when I'm around an authority figure, like I want, it's so subconscious, but like I tend to like be a version of myself that I think I need to be in that moment. Right. Do you know what I mean? Or like yes, I, I tend yes. to be presentational with myself. You go into a role. Oh, totally. Yeah. And Where it's so not even it really was. You. Yeah, it's it's just like a version of me. It's, it's my a version of you. It's, I know exactly what you mean. I because Tyler tells me sometimes like in when I'm around like a big group of people, I go into a role, and it's not that I'm being fake. It's just that I'm going into a version of myself that helps me cope with. The situation. Anyways, sorry, go on. Oh, 100 And I've actually talked with her a lot about this too. Yeah. Because, and it's, she's helped me kind of make peace with like all of those parts of myself. Like where I have, yeah, and, and realizing, because I think something I get self-conscious and judgmental 
towards myself about mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. sometimes I am, you know, I'm like performer Katie in yes. groups of people or on stage or whatever it is. And sometimes I'm, you know, like listening Katie and yeah. in touch with my emotions and whatever. Right. And or it's like, Katie or like, or, depressed Katie, Katie. or like family yes. Katie or, you know, like, yeah, super put PC Katie or super irreverent Katie. Yeah, no, I I have the same versions. And yeah, I think and a it's lot like, of entertainers do. I think a lot. You know, when you're when you're an mm, entertainer and you, yeah. We, well, she kind of helped me see how like it's not something. It's like at the at the core of all of that, you have like your captain, like yourself, like you mm-hmm. are the the. The, the director who gets to like decide who we're using in a certain scenario, right. you know, like, right. and that it's, yeah, and it doesn't make us just because we have all of those facets of our personality and things that we show in certain situations and not others. It's like, it's not inauthentic to be those. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, different people. So, so true. So yeah. true. Um, so I, you know, I hate to, let's wrap me up. I think we're done. I think we talked about, (laughs) well, I feel like we only talked about a few of the light bulbs. Um, No, but that's okay. Cause honestly, to, 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 to kind of wrap up. So where have you left off with, uh, you know, doing stand up? Are you hating it? Are you loving it? Are you realizing that hating it is part of it? What is Right. Well, I'm realizing like I'm having more fun on stage because I'm like not taking it as seriously. Yeah. And there you go. So it might be one of those things where, you know, like you if you have to make a decision and you flip a coin and then you see how you really feel about once like the decision once the coin is flipped. So like if I say, oh, I should either quit stand up or not. And then I flip it and it's like, okay, I guess I should quit stand up. Right. And then I live my life as if that's the decision. And then my reaction to that is actually how I feel. Mm. And so right oh, now we're saying, yeah, so it's not really the, okay. So the coin has flipped to quit stand up, and I still have shows booked and, you know, through March even not like, right. I'm completely booked up, but I have shows through March that I have and I'll do all of those. Um, and possibly more if I'm not going to turn down shows that I want to do. Right. Um, but yeah, we'll kind of see how I feel about it, but I'm not going to put any pressure on myself to continue doing stand-up. Yeah. Um, you know, I kind of so. do that with myself too sometimes. It's like I when I tell myself, oh, I'm not actually a dancer, then I can mm. be like, then I can take a dance class and like totally mess up, totally not do well. Uh, but I'm like, it's okay, I'm not a dancer. And I end up having more fun because I'm not viewing my, you know what I mean? Like I'm not, I, if I was a dancer, I'd be like, Alex, you're such a fuck up. Like you should be getting this. If you, if you're a real dancer, if you were a real dancer, then you would get this. Then you would understand yeah. that. Then you would, then you would do this really well. So like, as so then it looks like, Oh, well I obviously just have to give up dancing. I should stop dancing when it's like, no, you shouldn't stop dancing. What you should do is you should stop berating yourself <laughs> and yes. like, and like oh. that's actually what the problem is it's not that you should stop dancing 
it's you should stop talking to yourself like you're a piece of shit like you're great yeah you're doing oh my gosh yeah it's it's like yeah we need to actually just fire the drill sergeant in our minds telling us we need to be perfect this is yeah right true right 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 um um let's yeah so so i mean we we have kind of touched on some of my stuff as well but um basically for those people listening who don't know what's going on in my life i have a birthday coming up and so for my birthday i have decided to put on a show where i perform some music that i've been working on some original music and and you've been singing on this you've been like it's music that you oh yes have written and well okay okay so one is a cover so Basically, how this all started is it's almost like I was doing the artist journey a couple of months ago, but just didn't have the book to do it. And so then when I've been reading the book, it's been like, oh, my gosh, it's providing so much clarity and so much like it's clearing up all the murkiness that was there before. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like ever since I've picked up the book, my life has been so clear and I've had to be so present in order for all of the things to get done that needed to get done. You know Mm. what I mean? Especially for this show. And like, you know, uh, so I made the decision last year that I wanted to make music and to go back even further in June of last year, I had gotten so creatively frustrated and I had become so fearful to produce any, or I was became so, like we discussed in the previous episode, I'd become so indecisive about mm. what I wanted to do that I end up ended up being like, you know what, fuck it, I'm going to produce everything. I'm going to produce everything in my mind that I've been wanting to do. And so I basically, as we talked about in the last podcast, I threw a bunch of things at the wall and the people, the thing people liked the most were the dance videos that I would produce every Friday. Um, but those videos started getting taken down because of the copyright issues and that sort of thing. So I was like, okay, well maybe I need to start making my own music. Um, so to do that, I was like, okay, I'm going to start taking voice lessons. And I took voice lessons and I told her some of my ideas and she was like, I have the perfect producer for you to work with. So then I started working with that producer. Um, and I decided to start with a cover because I was like, okay, well, I want to start with a song that I know works, you know? Because, like, mm-hmm. writing a song just seemed like such a challenge, you know? I, I don't yes. know how to, I don't know how to write a song. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I started with that, and I love... What cover? What song uh, did so you... So the, the song is Nature Boy, um, which David Bowie, Bowie sang in Moulin Rouge. Yes. Oh, I love that song so much. It's such a great song. And I oh. always identified with it so much. To me, Nature Boy, the song Nature Boy is very much like The Alchemist. And it's very much like um, The Little Prince. And it's very much like, you know, be, knowing that you're different and knowing that you have some sort of dream and that you want to travel and that you want to, you know, learn and just live life to its fullest, right? Yeah. And so wow. for, for me, that's this song. And, and I wanted to start with that. And I wanted to do kind of like a dance sort of 
Lana Del Rey, sort of like very moody, kind of like the whole idea was for it to be like a Lana Del Rey remix. So it's like, it still has the beat and, you know, it's a little more dancey than a Lana song, but it's still got kind of that same emotion behind it. Mm -hmm. So that's what I kind of set out to do. And then I, with the same producer, I had two other ideas. And so I produced those songs as, or we produced those songs as well. Um, and the idea was that I would either release a music video or I'd release an album or whatever on my birthday. Um, because with my birthday, uh, one of the things for me, a lot of my blurts, uh, you know, from the artist way, that's a term from the artist way of, of things that your sensor tells yourself of why you can't or shouldn't do your dreams. Um, right. Uh, one of the things that I tell myself is that I'm a narcissist and that I uh, am only doing things to promote myself or to make myself look good or to, you know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so when my birthday comes around, it's kind of that one time of the year when I allow myself to be a narcissist, you know? Right. Because I'm like... But it's just, it's actually just you celebrating what you want to do. Right, right. But, and so whenever it gets to be around my birthday, it's oftentimes the most creative I ever am. Oh, wow. You know, because I finally say, okay, you're a narcissist. Great. Like. Where you can just be like, it's kind of just like self-acceptance in a way. In a way, like where Yeah. It's, it's not even just like, because sometimes we think of self-acceptance like, okay, I accept my face, my blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, I accept the part of myself that is a narcissist. <laughs> like, right. I accept the part of myself that thinks I'm a narcissist. You know, like all of that. It's like being able to be okay with that piece of yourself mm-hmm. is like gives you this permission. Right. To so, just do it. Yeah. That's awesome. And and so this period feels very much like how I felt in June when when I was putting up all those videos where it's just like, oh, it feels so good to just put, to be constantly working creatively, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally. Um, and isn't it funny that we label self-acceptance as narcissism, you know? Yeah. Like almost like to say oh, I like my face. I think my face is nice. You're a narcissist, you know? Um, And just, you know, that fear of like being a millennial, you know, like there's just so much, so many articles about how terrible millennials are. And, Mm. and Mm -hmm. so I have kind of that thing of like, oh, I can't be too much of this or I'm going to be one of those narcissistic, self-obsessed millennials, you know, that they're always talking about in articles and, you know, that sort of thing. But Alex, yeah, are you that? I mean, I am a millennial for sure. But Um, no, but like, do you, you know, like, you know that you're not like self-obsessed and you know what I mean? Like, you know. I don't know that. I don't know that, you know? I like interesting because I have one of the things because and the other thing that I think maybe you and I talked about offline is that I kind of surround (laughs) myself with people who are um, 
not my monster. They're kind of my monsters, you know, but like Mm. in, but I like that in a way. Like I like having people around me who call me out when I'm being a narcissist or who like, like Melinda, one of my coworkers at, at my day job that I have, um, is just constantly cutting me down but it's so funny. <laughs> she's got, she's got so like got to be done. And she's always like, uh, of course you're looking at a picture of yourself again. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like she'll just be like, you know, they, everyone in the office makes fun of me. And I've always been that person in my friend group where I am the jester almost. I'm almost mm. like the one who's like, yeah, look at me. Like I'm so full of myself and you know, whatever you know I I just any of this makes sense oh a hundred percent yeah okay yeah yeah and you like fall into do you feel like you I don't know do you play into that part of yourself or like I or do you do you feel any pressure to like I don't know how how do you feel in those situations I guess when so here's the difference is like when it's people that I care about and people that I love who are, you know, calling me a narcissist and calling me like, you know, uh, you know, you're so full of yourself. It's cause I think deep down they know that I'm just a fun, goofy, fun loving person. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe to your point is that I do. And a lot of my, you know, affirmations that counter my, my censors or my blurts, I mean, are things like, no, I genuinely do want to make this world a better place. You know, I genuinely Mm -hmm. do want to make people feel less lonely. I genuinely do want to make people happy and to be more satisfied with their life and to find purpose and to find meaning and to inspire other people to be brave and to accept themselves and to be courageous. And, you know, know, like all of those things are things that Mm -hmm. I want to inspire in other people but in order to do that I first have to do it for myself yes that's so true it's so true and but then and so when and so when I do that you know my the people around me say I'm a narcissist and that's fine because they know deep down that I'm not but then I'm worried about how I look to the quote-unquote internet you know, yeah. which is oh, just kind of yeah. this cruel kind of meat house of like people who are just there to tear you down. Yeah, it's a terrible place. Yes, uh-huh. it's a terrible place, but it's a wonderful place. It helps connect you to all these people that yes. you're trying to reach. But then at the same time, it's also like, um, no, you're uh, you're a narcissist. You're actually a, a, a class five narcissist in my psychology book that I'm reading about. You know, like I'm quoting. Yeah. Like, please refer to page 395 and page 395. You are. There's a picture of you. Yeah. Right. Or like or exactly what that guy that we talked about last week where it's like, can't Mm. you hear how silly you sound? You sound exactly like a social justice warrior. You're exactly this. If you look up the definition of a social justice warrior, that's what you are. And that's all you are. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it's like this place where we can go, like the internet is a place where you can go to confirm any of the negative beliefs that you hold about yourself. Like yeah. it is, our sensor goes crazy on the internet, but like it's sort of, I mean, I just wanted to offer you another idea that's helped me a lot, which mm. is that 
yeah, like there's this kind of fear around like, oh, if I believe in myself and if I love myself and accept myself and approve of myself, that that's selfish. Like something my dad said to me, actually, like one thing that I feel very um, like it's it's just like an area where I, I, I just feel terrible because mm. I do not like I, I feel like I'm hurting my dad by not um, necessarily like belonging to the same like Christian faith that he belongs to you know so I feel like the things that I believe we can't even have or we can I shouldn't say we can't but like we haven't really been able to have a really authentic conversation with each other because there's so many like there I just feel like there's so many layers of of like fear and feeling like distant especially in this area Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and I think or something that, like, he said to me when I tried to – I kind of – when I was home for the holidays, we actually did have a really nice conversation. Um, nice meaning, like, I was bawling, but, like, it was good. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> love those I love, ones, you know? I love, <laughs> like, I love it. I love for us a nice conversation. It's, like, totally – I'm the same way. I'm, like, that was an amazing conversation. And that I'm, like, in tears. <laughs> Like, are we talking about the same conversation? Like, yes, I loved that. Yeah. Loved every minute. So he he said something to me that was like, he's like, I know you believe in all of your, you know, self-empowerment, whatever. Oh, God. Um, but like, we can't both. Yeah. And he said it like that. And I was like, you know, and, and I was proud of myself because I was able to tell him that that made me feel kind of defensive and that I didn't, that that hurt my feelings and made me want to close up and not talk further. So we ended mm-hmm. up meeting whatever basically I could also talk about this conversation for another hour but what I was gonna say is that that sort of belittling like I could have my sensor could have taken that and been like yeah Katie why are you such a selfish piece of shit and why don't you believe in you know this one specific type of higher power instead of the higher power that you do believe in Mm -hmm. and you know it's important to like in my in what I believe about this is that we like not I don't just think that I'm amazing I think that everyone is amazing and everyone it's like I am not the only person who has access to this yeah this like fountain of power and narcissism is is I think when we believe we're great and we're the only great ones yes yes oh yes so I don't want you to ever think that you're narcissistic ever. I mean, like even in a joking way, like, I mean, it's just like, right. it's such a, it's so not true and it's so limiting. It's yeah. so limiting. Every yeah. week should feel like it's your birthday, Alex. Oh, nice. I wish it was. <laughs> oh my gosh. I mean, I do. It is. It's, it really is just like that. Okay. You can love yourself this week. You know what I mean? It really, my my birthday is kind of like that for me. Um, And the rest of it, the rest of the year, I'm very critical of myself, you know? And so I would love to be able to take that and extend, go beyond with it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I guess we'll see how the show, I'll let you know how the show goes tomorrow. I cannot wait to hear Um, about it. 
Yeah. Are you going to be live streaming it anywhere? No, I'm not going to be live streaming it, but I am going to be filming it. So I will be able to post it. And I mean, it has just been such an, I mean, really the week one in week one, there was an exercise that said, um, list all your alternative lives that you could possibly have had and dream big, dream as big as you want, dream as big as you want. And for Mm. a week, just pretend that you're that thing. And, you know, I chose to live as a pop star, you know, and I did it for a week and it's just been so fun and so rewarding. And, and I only hope that I, I really hope that the show goes well. I mean, if it, if it doesn't, I'm going to feel really bad, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but I, I think that because it's my birthday, because it's an audience of mostly my friends, I think there's no way that it can't be an awesome show. It's going to be so great. I wish I could be there. I know. I wish you could be there too, but it'll be online and, um, you know, I'm going to release the songs shortly. I can't wait. After, I think sometime in February. So, um, we will post the links along with our life coach yes. information in the, uh, yes. in the, in the description. Yes. Oh my God. Amazing. Amazing. Oh well, Katie, gosh. this has been an awesome conversation. Um, I feel like I've learned so much about you. I've learned so much about me. Um, I've learned so much about uh, both of us as well. <laughs> and just about the, the universe and the way the world works. So here's to oh. many, here's to many more of these conversations. Many more of these conversations to every week feeling like your birthday to every week feeling like your birthday. And if you're listening, you can tune in next week. We'll show up. We'll show up. (laughs) Don't forget. Don't forget to show up messy.